This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your hostess, Lisa Carpenter, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in today. And I've had a lot of amazing guests on, and I've got a lot more podcast episodes coming up with some some of my awesome friends and colleagues that I'm wanting to share with you. But today I thought I'd hop on here and do a really quick solo episode and share some of the, you know, what's been going on behind the scenes as well as answer a listener's question in regards to how do you know when you really need to rest versus just not wanting to do it, not wanting to do the thing. So I thought I would dive into um, that topic a little bit. First though, I want to thank everybody who cheered me along in my virtual competition. So if you've been on following the podcast for a while, you knew I was preparing for a contest in LA to walk on stage for the first time after 12 years in, in fitness and figure. And of course, because of COVID that got canceled. Well, the organization, the WBFF actually moved the competition online so I decided to enter because I was pretty much ready. So my hubby shot video of me walking my own catwalk, which was really in my bedroom, and uh, submitted my entry for the Fitness Diva 35 plus category and the theme way around. And I placed third. I placed third. I don't know how many competitors there were in my category. I could look it up. I know there were over 200 entries in the entire show. Uh, my category was one of the larger categories. So to place third, I'm really proud of that. I, um, I, I, I'm, really, I'm really proud of that. I don't really know what that means, but a third place finish, I will take it. And my intention was to walk on stage and place in the top three. And I'm really proud of myself for that. In the theme where around, I placed uh, first. So that was pretty awesome because you guys know if you watch my Instagram stories or videos uh, that those wings were just like everything. They were just everything and it was super fun to kind of put the whole outfit on and strut my stuff and just own it. So to walk away with uh, first place in, in theme was really amazing. So thank you. If you commented, uh, you know, sent me a congratulations over on Instagram. I am so appreciative of everybody's support. So moving on since then, it's been really, it's been such an interesting time. I don't know where you're at in your life, but I am not one of those people that has extra time on my hands right now. In fact, the exact opposite 
it almost seems like time has been compressed. And I don't even know how to describe this because in my life, not much has changed other than the fact that, you know, my family is home all the time. And I look back and think, well, how did I get all that training in? And how did I get all that cardio in? Because my training now has been cut. I'm training about five days a week. My cardio time has been significantly cut as I move into a building phase. Even working out at home, you can move into a building phase. I'm getting to eat a lot more food now, which is fun. But I think, where did that time go? So it really is an exercise in time will expand or contract based on what your beliefs are around time. So I've really had to sink into, I always have enough time to complete everything I want. And I would be completely lying if I didn't say to you that I haven't had a few days where I felt very overwhelmed. And I've been really considering why this is, like where this overwhelm is coming from, because overwhelm is a choice. It's a, it's a choice to be in a state of overwhelm. Because overwhelm actually doesn't serve me. And the way I stayed out of overwhelm during my contest prep was just take it one day at a time, one task at a time. What do I need to do to win? So I've really been looking at on the days I've entertained overwhelm, what specifically do I feel overwhelmed by? Because again, I'm still doing the same thing. My business is ticking along at this, you know, at the same pace. I'm still taking really amazing care of my clients. That's something I do during COVID time or not during COVID time, right? Family activities have actually dropped. We're not going to sporting on the weekend. So why is this time thing? And here's what I've come to realize is our brains are hardwired for habits and patterns of behavior. And our brains hardwire things in, they create these neural pathways because it makes our life easier. Imagine if every morning you had to think about how you needed to brush your teeth or how to tie your shoes or how to drive a car. It would be exhausting at the end of the day having to think through all these tasks. So what I've come to realize is why the overwhelm and why I'm feeling like where has my time gone or why is everything taking so much more energy? Because that's really what it comes down to. When I ask myself, what am I feeling overwhelmed about? What specifically is creating this overwhelm? It's this extra layer of uh, fatigue and feeling like everything is taking more time than it normally would. And that, my friends, is the truth. Everything is taking more time than it normally would. Because so much of our daily routine, so this goes for you and this goes for me, is new and different. Which means our brains want to go to the habitual ways of being, right? And the patterns of behavior that we've hardwired in. Our brains want to go to that way and we're having to like stop and think and go, okay, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I need to do X, Y, Z first. Like my entire morning routine, totally different. So am I adaptable? 100%. But I still have to think about the timing of everything. Whereas my routine before, I didn't have to think about the timing. I just got up. This is what I did. At this time, I had to be back in my house. And now I'm having to be so focused and so disciplined about not getting caught in things. Because when I'm at home, it's so much easier to get caught in other stuff that wouldn't be part of my day. I have very partitioned uh, time and spaces to do things in. 
Okay, I get up, I go to the gym, I do my workout in the confines of the gym in a set amount of time, and then I come home, and that's a new time container, so to speak. But when I come downstairs, and the living room is my gym, and then there's the kitchen, and now there's homeschooling at the table, do you see what I mean? Like, there's no defined periods of time, so they just kind of run one into the other. And it's so easy to get stuck in the kitchen doing a little bit extra prep work or whatnot. So this is what I'm recognizing is that the the overwhelm was really coming from the extra fatigue that I'm feeling because my brain is having to work harder to do some of the tasks that it was doing before kind of on autopilot. I'm hoping that that makes sense to you and that you can look at your own life and see the difference. I mean, even bedtime routine is different. Everything has been different. And again, it's, you know, we have to be accepting that things are different, but it's taking our brains a little while to hardwire things in. It's kind of like being in this kind of period of pause, so to speak, because none of us really know when we're getting out, when things are going to go back to normal. And we also know that going back to normal, that normal no longer exists. So we're going back to something new. And it's still going to be taxing on us. So just understand if you are feeling a little bit more overwhelmed, a little bit more tired, start to ask yourself better questions. Be curious and give yourself a lot of grace as you're exploring these things. I'm really right now having to make sure that everything that needs to get done in my day that's important, it gets written down. It has to be written down now. And it is more important now than ever that I track my habits and that I actually cross things off. So just like I would tick the boxes for the things I needed to do for my contest prep, I'm finding now more than ever the daily things that need to happen in my business and in my life. I need to be able to cross them off every day. I need, to vi- I need a visual representation that I'm moving forward. Otherwise, that is what sinks me into the overwhelm because I can't see the progress that I'm making. So if you want to stay out of overwhelm, make sure you're tracking and bring yourself back to what are the things that I need to get done today. In my business, I keep it simple. I have five things that I need to get done every day and I have to just stay anchored into that instead of telling myself this story that I should be doing more right now because I don't need to be doing more right now. And I can totally feel a sneeze coming on. So I'm hoping that isn't going to happen. Now, so this is a little bit of a cluster of an episode. But what I wanted to dive into was this. How do you know when you need to rest versus when you're just not doing the thing? And this is such an interesting period of time to sink into this. Because... More than ever, a lot of us are feeling higher levels of fatigue than normal. And this is a real phenomenon we're experiencing because we've experienced a period of trauma. And trauma is any event that is unexpected. It doesn't need to be a physical trauma. There doesn't, like, you don't need to walk away with a bruise, right? Or physical injury to your body. Trauma can be losing someone. Trauma can be a global pandemic. But trauma is an unexpected event that really forces us into this place of having to reevaluate everything. And again, our brain is like, what is happening? So many of you are experiencing um, 
greater levels of fatigue, and this is me included. So how do you know when you need to rest versus how do you know when you need to get up and actually do the things? So there's a couple different ways you can approach this. In my life, movement every day is non-negotiable. And I've made it non-negotiable because I can track my moods. I feel worse if I don't move. Now, the intensity of that movement may change. If I get up in the morning and I'm feeling like really fatigued, like I can feel it in my body. It's a very heavy feeling. It's, uh, you know, it's like groggy brain. Just kind of can't get it together. I know then that that is actual fatigue and that I need to take a nap or have a rest Whatever it may be, I need to slow my roll down. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to move. Now, my fitness, I'm highly committed to my training. And of course, now I'm in a building phase. And when I'm working out, I'm working out at a high intensity. There are some days when I go to work out where I can just feel that my body doesn't have the oomph to get into my workout at the level that I would like to. And I honor that. So I maybe drop my weights. I maybe lower my reps. I don't work out at as high of an intensity. And I just go through the motions of getting it done. And just trust that my body is is telling me exactly what I need to hear. Where I can get into problems is if I start pushing when I know that I'm fatigued. And I would challenge each of you listening that you actually know the difference between being tired versus just not wanting to do it. So I would also look at what is important to you. So if you are constantly telling yourself that working out and exercising and eating right is important to you, but you're constantly finding excuses as to why you're not doing that. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Well, if you are feeling tired all the time and you're not doing those things, you have to look at, well, what specifically is causing you to be tired? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you hydrated? What does your nutrition look like? So there's a real level here, a personal responsibility Because our bodies are designed to rest and be energized. So if you're constantly in a place of fatigue, what do you need to take responsibility for to support yourself feeling better? What would happen if you gave yourself the challenge of, I'm going to move for the next 30 days. So for 30 days, I'm going to go for a walk every day and I'm going to see how that makes me feel. So that you can tune into your body and realize, oh... I'm feeling tired because I'm not moving my body. I mean, have you ever, have you guys ever been on vacation where the more you lay around, the more lethargic you get? I know I experienced that. I know my hubby is experiencing it. He has to get up and move every single day because he's also recognized if he lays around, he feels worse. He feels more tired. Water is such a key component to feeling rested and well. Do you know that when you are dehydrated, it mimics the symptoms of fatigue? 
So quite often we're tired because we need to hydrate our bodies. So are you drinking enough water? How much water are you getting in during the day? And even if you tried something for 30 days that you were going to drink, you know, two and a half to three liters of water, you can convert that to gallons or whatever measurement you use. For the next 30 days, with the, the intention of paying attention to how it makes you feel, how is your energy levels when you're drinking more water? Because that, again, will support you feeling better. What does your nutrition look like? I can't even begin to tell you how many women want to feel better, but when I look at what they're eating, they're not eating enough. They're eating foods that are going to spike their blood sugar levels and then send them into a crash afterwards. They're constantly feeling lethargic. They're not eating enough essential fats, which is so imperative for your brain health and your energy levels. They've cut out too many carbs or they're eating the wrong amount of carbs. And most women are not getting in enough protein either. So if you want to feel your best, can you really look at what you're eating and say, oh yeah, this is food that's going to energize me. So when it comes to, you know, am I really tired or am I just not doing the things? I think you need to back it up more and say, if getting in exercise is important to me and I'm always feeling tired, what specifically is making me feel tired? Am I not drinking water? Am I not moving at all? Am I not eating healthy? Am I overdoing every other area of my life? So this is another problem that I run into. Most of the women I work with are high-functioning overdoers. They are so stuck in the busy, 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 busy as a way of distracting themselves from not getting present in their lives. And this serves as a perfect excuse for why they're fatigued all the time. So I don't know how many ways I can say this, that rest is a success strategy. I'm going to say it again. Rest is a success strategy. So if you've had a full night's sleep and you wake up in the morning and you are still tired and this is like a deep fatigue that you're like, I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. I've looked at my hydration. I've looked at my sleep patterns. I'm eating healthy. I'm moving and I'm still deeply fatigued. Please get yourself to your naturopathic doctor, your doctor, have some blood tests done, have some hormone panels run because you may very well have a hormonal imbalance that is exacerbating your fatigue. If you have ticked all the boxes of, you know what, Lisa, I am taking personal responsibility for all these and I wake up and I'm tired. That's when it becomes the question of sometimes you just need to get up and do the thing. You need to get up and work your body out. And it's a practice in tuning in and trusting yourself. I have worked a long time to come home to the place of actually having myself, like I'm connected in with my body now. And for many, many years, I kind of lived from the neck up. So even though I was incredibly kinesthetic, you know, I was always into the gym and I was so disconnected from my emotional state. I am so good now at tuning into my body and listening to the wisdom of my body and differentiating between this is fatigue, I need to stay in bed and rest, or I need to like dial it back versus, you know what, I had good sleep, I ate well, there's no reason why I can't get up and work out. And quite often, 
if I just tune in and listen, in fact, always, if I just tune in and listen, I'm not going to get it wrong. I'm not going to get it wrong. Because even if I start working out and I'm like, wow, I am actually really tired, I can adjust the intensity that I'm working out at. But at the end of the day, my goals are important to me and I have to stay in integrity with doing the things that I need to do in order to reach those goals. But if I'm constantly just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to force my way to those goals, I'll never get there. Which brings me back to the point of you have to be willing to take a step back and take personal responsibility for what is the underlying reasons that I may be experiencing this fatigue. What do I need to get honest with myself about and take responsibility for to turn this around? And you will probably feel worse before you feel better. You're still going to feel tired and you can do the things. But every day you tick the box around those key elements, you are going to start to feel better and you are going to have more energy. So I wish I could give you a straight line from point A to point B. This is why I work with clients in such an intimate environment because for each person I work with, It's so unique to that individual, what's going on in their life, in their lifestyle. Each of us have so many blind spots that we're not aware of. I had no idea I was an overdoer and caught in busy. I thought I was just ambitious and driven. I did not see the parts of me that were holding me back. I did not see the parts of me that were being so hard on myself. Like I would always push through. Now I know when I can push and I know when I need to pull back and that is why I have been so successful and not just creating you know the physique that I'm working with now to go on stage and I'm excited about what you know how I can transform that even more but how I've been able to create an incredibly successful business and an incredibly successful life that brings me a lot of joy and I'm very grateful for everything I've created because Even though I have much on my plate right now that I'm working through, I am so glad that I have created the space and the time and I understand the importance of deep rest because now more than ever before, we really are needing to give ourselves a lot of kindness and compassion and you have to be willing to sink into getting more of that deep, deep rest. So weekends for me are about powering down, getting offline, And really taking responsibility for what I need to feel my best. And to be quite honest, this weekend meant that I just sunk into some Netflix and watched some baking shows. (laughs) I love watching cake decorating shows. And I just enjoyed kind of tuning out everything. Tuning out everything. So that is my wish for you, dear listener. I hope that that serves you in terms of learning how to navigate whether or not you're really tired or if you just need to get up and do the thing. If that thing is important to you, and I'm guessing that the the person that submitted this question was really about, you know, exercising and becoming more fit. If that thing is important for you, you're going to have to understand that when we, when our brains are used to us constantly not following through, that becomes habitual. And training ourselves to follow through also has to become a habit. 
So again, even if you don't do it at 100%, you do it at 50% because you aren't feeling like super energized. Sometimes that's better than not doing it at all. But this is a practice in you finding your way, you leaning in and checking like what's really happening for me here. This is an exercise in self-trust and self-integrity. So that is what I've got for you today. I hope it serves you well. Please stay tuned to the podcast because I am going to be announcing and opening up applications for an intimate, semi-private group training uh, or group coaching program that I'm putting together that is based on the pillars of full frontal living, which are all about taking care of our physical and emotional well-being. We run the gamut. Uh, We're going to be diving into some of my programs that I've got in the archives, including EAT, including Weight Loss from Within. We're really going to be unpacking the emotional stories that are stopping you from being in a healthy relationship with yourself, with your body, with your family, and having you really get deeply connected and know yourself better. Now, this is going to be a very small, intimate program because that is my jam. I'm not looking for 50 people to do this with. I'm looking for a maximum of eight women. And you really have to be that ideal woman who is ready to take responsibility for the things that are not working in your life because you know you want more. You know you're ready to stop over-functioning. You know you're ready to stop being exhausted all the time. You know you're ready to take better care of your physical health. And you want whatever the new normal is on the other side of COVID to be very different for you. So again, keep tuning into the podcast. Make sure you're following me along on Instagram or that you've signed up to my newsletter over on my website uh, so that you don't miss when I open up applications to this because this is something that you probably want to get more information on where it's going to be running over a four-month period. All right? So if you have any questions about that, feel free to hop over into Instagram, into my DMs, and I will try and give you as much information as I have right now as I flesh this out. Uh, but I'm happy to answer questions at the, you know, with, with the information that I have right now. If you know that this is something that you are going to be interested in, please don't hesitate to reach out and I will make sure that you for sure get an application when I open that up. Take good care of yourself this week. Again, it is your responsibility to make sure that you are your number one priority right now. I know you are probably juggling a lot of balls, but make sure that you are the main one that you are taking care of because right, the world needs us to show up and support ourselves so that we can support others in a much bigger way during covid after COVID, I am really excited for those of you who are really leaning into this idea of self-care as a way of being, as opposed to it being something that you do. Uh, Because self-care as a way of being means that you're constantly checking in and saying, am I taking care of myself? Am I being honest with myself? 
Am I giving myself what I need to thrive and not making you an afterthought? So have a beautiful week ahead. Please reach out to me. I love hearing from you. If this podcast episode resonates with you, please share it. I would be so grateful if you did. If you have not yet left a review over on iTunes, I would be so grateful if you did. Those are like podcast currency and they help other women just like you find this message. Have a beautiful week and I will see you on next week's episode.